there's a hunger for this character to come back. Yes. I'm hungry for yes, some viewing. You know? <laughs> oh. It's been long enough, you know? Yes. It's been too long enough, you know? The return of obviously Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi. Mm. Yes. <laughs> oh, give me that salt and pepper. Zaddy mm. Wan Kenobi. Jedi hunters out there. Jedi hunters, inquisitors. Look safe. Yeah, give it to that Nexium escapee. Yes. <laughs> Play some volleyball with that baby. Four <laughs> a.m. I love the art. It looks great. I know. The concept art is amazing. Mm. Oh. I, I mean, more Vader. Hayden. Hayden Christensen, her Hayden. Darth Vader. We couldn't tell the story of Obi Wan Kenobi without addressing Anakin or Vader. Yes. Oh. Wow. Oh my, my man. A present savage felt since Revenge of the Sith. You enjoy it as much as we enjoy making it. Oh, we're gonna enjoy it. Yes. We're gonna love it. I will be. Enjoying we're gonna it. love it. I will be. Yes. I will be greatly enjoying it. <laughs> I, I'm applauding for a, for a clip on Disney Plus. Hello there. Welcome back to New Rockstars. Obi-Wan Kenobi is coming to Disney Plus on May 25th, the 45th anniversary of the release of the original Star Wars film and the official poster released showing Ben Kenobi wandering Tatooine holding a mysterious lightsaber. Is it Anakin's? Probably. But could it also be Qui-Gon's Kenobi? Yes. Will we do that every week for the show? I don't know if my neighbors are going to be okay with it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I guys. hope we do. I'm in an abandoned warehouse right now, and I just stirred up some rats. Well, those rats needed exercise. That's right. Uh, well, this is Wookie Leaks. It's our weekly reaction to the latest in Star Wars. I'm Eric Voss. I'm here with Tommy Bechtold. Uh, How you doing, Tommy? I'm doing good. Uh, that's got me fired up all over again. I cannot wait. May cannot come soon enough for this. Uh, you know, I know we have lots of other good nerd stuff coming in between, but if I could, I'd get in that back to tank and just heal up till May 24th. And then oh, just yeah. get that goo off me, choke me out with Black Chrysanthemum, and then get me back up for Obi-Wan Kenobi. I mean, look, I just want to stew in Bacta for my whole life and just yes. wake me up for the good stuff, you yeah. know? I wonder if Bacta works like a CPAP machine. Like, if you have sleep apnea after Bacta, Keeps the, keeps the air flowing. Yeah, that's right. That's all you need. That's sure. all you need. Well, uh, so on the Star Wars calendar ahead of us, we have Obi-Wan Kenobi, a series that I'm so excited about. We're so excited to talk about it with you every week. Uh, now, this show is going to be set 10 years after Obi-Wan's epic duel with Anakin on Mustafar and uh, Obi-Wan's subsequent exile in uh, Revenge of the Sith on Tatooine, but nine years before A New Hope. Now, Obi-Wan Kenobi is going to take place during the darkest days of the Star Wars history that we know of. Really? the height of the Empire, the period where Inquisitors were hunting down the surviving Jedi that we saw in Rebels, but we were just seeing the end days of those Inquisitors. Now we're seeing them just when they're getting started, baby. Uh, now, Maul, uh, around this time, does still exist. He's still alive, and he is. Uh, he doesn't know where Obi-Wan is. He doesn't know that Obi-Wan yet is on uh, Tatooine. We see him learn that in Rebels, uh, but now he's just kind of running the Crimson Dawn. He's bossing around the Mother of Dragons herself, Kira, so he's still got some uh, time left on his timeline. It's really just a ripe era for storytelling, I gotta yes. say. And we've been burying the lead here. The return of Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader. We're yes. gonna see him in the mask, probably under the mask, because why would you bring in that handsome face Hayden 
That's if right. not, to show him do some acting. Are we gonna see him like in the heads up display of Iron Man? Are we gonna see some flashbacks to some live action adventures from the Clone Wars era? Are we gonna see him in his force projecting vi uh, projection visions of like fighting off other Jedi in another realm? It's an exciting time, Tommy. Oh my God, I can't, I can't. Uh, you're just getting me so fired up over here. I, 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 I didn't blink for a second, and now it looks like I have tears in my eyes. <laughs> I'm just it's so excited tears. about Anakin. It's back to juice. I swear. <laughs> I'm not crying. It's just backing on my face. <laughs> You light up Tommy's blue dungeon and it's just covered in back to juice when you turn on that black light. I didn't even tell Philip that I spent $30,000 on a back to tank. It's just a <laughs> giant saltwater aquarium that I put some snorkeling gear in. <laughs> but it works. Now, this show promises a rematch between Obi-Wan and Anakin. That line from the first Star Wars, a presence I have not felt since, and we thought the sense was referring to the battle on Mustafar, but no, 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 my friends. There is another duel that's coming up in this show that that's what Darth Vader was referring to on the Death Star. So, uh, but I think what's uh, another exciting buried lead is the fact that there was this one exchange from Revenge of the Sith uh, where Yoda told Obi-Wan before they both went into their exile, saying, An old friend has learned the path to immortality. One who has returned from the nether worlds of the Force, your old master. Qui-Gon? How to communicate with him, I will teach you. Ooh. My Yoda's not great. But I was trying to do older era Yoda when he still had some gusto. Yeah, it he, was good. That was he, that was a Yoda that, that didn't need any of those testosterone pills that Frank Thomas sells you on. <laughs> TV. That was a Yoda that was just still getting rock hard every morning. Uh, don't you can cut that? You can cut that out. Uh, no, you have to leave it. In. Rock hard, Yoda. Rock hard. Get his way through. The oh my God, Yoda! Yoda's just banging his way through the galaxy in his little star cruiser. Stop here, I must. Twilight threesome, I must have. Man, Yoda just uh, tripods his way down the halls of the Jedi <laughs> Temple. Yeah. The other uh, Jedi are just like, who is that? That's no walking stick. But <laughs> the point is, Qui-Gon Jinn was promised to, uh, to Obi-Wan to teach him how to become a Force ghost. The reason Obi-Wan was able to disappear the moment Vader's saber just slashed through him is because of some extra uh, after-school tutoring he got from Force ghost Qui-Gon. And this series has got to be the place Liam Neeson comes back to finally deliver on that promise. So, could Obi-Wan still possess Qui-Gon's lightsaber, that kyber crystal? Could that be the training we're going to see on this show? Is, is Taken, Mr. Taken himself, going to take our hearts away? I got to hope so. Oh, God, I hope so, too. He's got a very particular set of skills right. among the path to immortality, and I can't wait to see it. Well, before we discuss that, the special book of Boba Fett latest obsession shirt is almost sold out at EpicHeroShop.com. Previous latest obsession shirts for No Way Home and Hawkeye are already sold out, so you got to grab this bad boy before it disappears into the Saiyans of Tatooine forever. We were told that apparently we didn't push the Boba Fett shirt hard enough and when we were covering the book of Boba Fett. I thought we mentioned it quite a bit. I but thought every episode. So I'm going to mention this till the day I die. Please buy our Boba Fett Hunter shirt. You, hey, hey, you look, you at home, you look at me right now. You buy a Boba Fett shirt or something really bad's going to no happen bad. to your family. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, what's that bad thing going to be? No, we're not going to kill that, but no. Thanksgiving dinner where you're all gathered around. I'm going to yeah. open the window just a crack and stick my booty hole right in there yeah. and lay the hottest Ooh. fart you ever Ooh. smelled. And then I'm going to close the window and sneak away. And you're not going to know who on the family, who, who did it. What's my... You're all going to go to each other and, and turn against each other. That's a boba that's... fart. Okay. <laughs> that's a book of boba farts. That's a boba promise. <laughs> All right, we've lost our minds. <laughs> we've definitely lost the fans here. It's What's a slow what? news week in the galaxy. <laughs> Dude, Max Rebo would blast some Thanksgiving farts that would knock out a family on the floor. <laughs> With his weird hunched up hind legs, that hole is wide. All right. That's uh, right, and he'll drop some explosion, and that's going to be the explosion he always sneaks away from. They're always right. caused by Max Rebo's farts. That's how oh he keeps God. getting away. That's he <laughs> drops the fart, the gas makes its way to a lit flame, and he's long gone at that time. <laughs> I'm just he's picturing his gas. His gas is like a like the genie's wisp in Aladdin. It's just a blue <laughs> coiling. <laughs> Max Rebo, you're free. I can't wait to see the world. <laughs> All right, Eric. I got a question for you, baby. Kenobi. Whose lightsaber is in the Kenobi poster? Yes. Great question. Well, I can tell you there's actually a second lightsaber hidden in that poster. Obi-Wan's lightsaber appears in the letter I of Kenobi. Uh. Nice little Easter egg they snuck in there. But of course, we're referring to the lightsaber that Obi-Wan is holding as he walks the Dune Sea of Tatooine. It has an interesting shape. It has this pointy end that many are comparing to the tip of Anakin's lightsaber, which had that kind of sloped edge to it. Mm. Um, That was the one, of course, that Obi-Wan grabbed from the lava beach on Mustafar after leaving Anakin for dead. Later, Tinker with and given to Anakin's son Luke in A New Hope. It's just pretty hard to tell from this distance. And it's interesting that they put it on the poster. Why would he have it out like this if he's in Jedi exile? If he doesn't want people to even know, he changed his name to Ben Kenobi to avoid, you know, being compared to to the famous Jedi self. But that lightsaber could also belong to his old master, Qui-Gon Jinn, whom Yoda ended Revenge of the Sith by promising Obi-Wan that he would teach how to commune with, setting up Obi-Wan's ability to return as a Force ghost in Empire Strikes Back and return the Jedi as uh, some, a skill taught to him by Qui-Gon, who was the Jedi who rediscovered Force ghosting after it was uh, a skill lost after millennia from Jedi dogma. He was the guy who figured it out. He was the guy who brought it back to all these other Jedi. The one who taught it to Yoda as well in his exile on Dagobah. Either way, we are set up for some major reunions on this series, Tommy. A rematch between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. Both men at the height of their powers. And potentially an appearance by Liam Neeson as Force Ghost Qui-Gon. And we've also heard reports that the series will show us a young Luke Skywalker, age 10. And also potentially a young Leia Organa. What could be happening with these two? We know from uh, some comics lore that at one point, young Luke ran into a, a, a crate dragon. Mm. Uh, that w- there was a whole story that Obi-Wan kind of protected him. But where was young Princess Leia at, at this time? Why would she need protection? Um, now, directing this series is going to be Deborah Chow, who directed the, the two season one episodes of The Mandalorian, chapter three, The Sin. You remember that one? That's when Mando goes back to Navarro, uh, hands over Grogu, but then gets second thoughts and rescues him yes. with the help of the rest of the watch. Where they had that Iron Man moment with John Favreau saluting him by the by the Razor Crest, and then Chapter Seven, The Reckoning, in which Mando, Ingrogu, Cara Dune, and Quill return to Navarro, and uh, that's the episode that introduces the concept of Force healing to the Star Wars universe. Just an interesting note there. Also, Deborah Chow cameoed in Mandalorian Chapter Six as a New Republic X-wing pilot, Sash Ketter. 
And all of these episodes are being written by Joby Harold, who most recently wrote Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. And the reason I mention this, Tommy, is this is going to be the first Star Wars Disney Plus series that we see, including the animated seasons that do not have Dave Filoni listed among the executive producers. Now, oh. that might change. He is still the darling of Lucasfilm, maybe right. brought in to consult, even guest direct. But for now, this series seems to be made separate from the uh, Filoni Fabro team that gave us everything else. Mm. Will that matter, though? John Favreau mm. is also the credited writer on all those goofy episodes of Boba Fett that you didn't like. Dave Filoni produced all the goofy episodes of Clone Wars that you just pretend didn't mm. happen. Uh, yeah. And, you know, aren't fans just that eager to see Ewan McGregor, Hayden Christensen, Liam Neeson again? This time with some better dialogue, maybe, that the series can't really be screwed up? Yeah, I mean, I think that they have such a huge canvas with possibility that they can paint on this season. I do think it'll be hard to screw up. Now, I may eat my words. I may be sitting in this blue dungeon, crying real tears after hours in my saltwater tank. But I, I think that, no, I think that the potential for character development of beloved characters that, that we as fans have never thought we were going to get to see more of in a, in a live action setting is just too ripe in, with possibility for it to, to be, to be a failure. I mean, I just, all, all of the conclusions we made, you know, I, I, I think of mostly as watching the, the prequels as a kid and then being like, Oh, the next time we see these characters is a new hope, a movie that can't, you know, doing the, the mental gymnastics of a movie that came out 20 something years prior to that. It's like, no, now, now we are going to find out what happened in between. And although the actors aren't the same people, it's like, in, in, in a lot of cases, it's like these characters did have lives in between. I mean, instead of just being like a 17 year old thinking that Obi-Wan just sat in a cave, you know, for his like waiting for Luke Skywalker to be ready. It's like, no, maybe he did have adventures and maybe he acted as a like completely in the shadows operative protecting, you know, valuable uh, rebellion assets like Princess Leia and like Luke and people that he cared about, you know, not just assets, but people he genuinely cared about. I'm so excited. I'm rambling. That's why. That's how it's. Yes. Hey, that's what we do here, man. We yeah. were born a rambling man. That's right. But, but you know what? I think the fact that we have this promise of Qui Gon, the fact that uh, Hayden Christensen has been cast on this show. I know I keep coming back to that. That's, that's always been the biggest curiosity point because they could totally do Darth Vader on the show and not and not bring back Hayden Christensen at all. He's in the mask now. You bring in James Earl Jones just to do the voice again. We're we're good to go. But they want Hayden Christensen's face in this show. And I think that's a great choice. I love that they're doing that. Give an opportunity for some redemption for anyone who might still have mixed feelings about the, the, the prequels. But also, it, it sets up the promise that this series is going to be mystic in ways that we have not yet seen in Star Wars live action. We're going to go to some dark visions territories. The fact that Qui-Gon comes from the nether regions of the Force. That's just like a, a, a front that we have not yet seen in live action. Some of my favorite shots in the Book of Boba Fett was when he just had that spirit journey with the nose lizard, taking him to the Gaffey tree in the middle of the Dune Sea. I love when Star Wars does that, and I think there's an opportunity to do that even more, but in a very uh, dark, nightmarish way. Um, I, I want to see uh, Obi-Wan still have this relationship with his, his former student and his former best friend. But the two men are just connecting through the Force. We kind of saw that in The Last Jedi, right? With uh, with Rey and with Kylo yeah. Ren using yeah. these Force time chats. They were having Force Skype dates is the way I like yeah, it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I want to see like an early dirty version of this yeah. uh, with these two uh, these two souls connecting. Oh, yeah. And that could be the battle that they have. It's just a battle of the minds. Yeah. 
And yeah. that way you can truly have a face-to-face battle yeah. uh, as and the wheels. I mean, it, that's what Luke did at the end. He was look. using the Force, projecting a Force Ghost version of himself to fight Kylo Ren right. uh, on crate. Um like this could be an opportunity to show like an early stage version of that of these two uh these two souls the the two human aspects of them and maybe in that in that projection Anakin is not or Darth Vader is not as pri- crippled you know what i mean is not as wounded and sure. deformed maybe he's just the last time Obi-Wan saw him fully intact on on Mustafar maybe that is the yeah. maybe that is the version that we get and it is just kind of a, a like a Almost like the Xavier Magneto chess games. There's not physical right. violence. There's just mental games being played. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what I want to see is like the moment of Anakin right before I have the high ground. Or maybe right after the high ground before the lava caught him. Like he's uh, he's at his uh, fieriest rage at Obi-Wan, that look that he gave him that probably just broke Obi-Wan's heart. And when he was most afraid of him, uh, but also felt the worst because he knew he's, he knew he had the high ground in that moment. And he's like, he's going to try it. He's going to try yeah. it. And I'm going to strike him down and yeah. it's going to suck. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I hate it. Like, I hate that I have to do this, but I have to, because otherwise he's going to kill Padme. He's going right. to kill that baby. That's right. So I have to do this. I'm going to lose a part of myself when I do this. And that's the version that he would have to fight. You yeah. know, that's what I want. I want them to return to that moment. Yep. Um, I think that's what we're going to see. Uh, but uh, the fact that he has a lightsaber out right now makes me wonder, is this a moment where, like, he was about to give that lightsaber to 10-year-old Luke? Oh, uh, yeah. This, we're going to see some episode where he's like, now? Do I give it to him now? Right. No, he's not ready yet. He's not ready yeah. yet. Maybe, maybe he is about to, then he sees Luke do something so impulsive it reminds him of Anakin and he's like, ah, I got to make sure that the darkness is not fully there yet. You know? Yeah. Oh, I like that idea. Uh, uh, you know, Luke, uh, blasting a womp rat or something. Yeah. Well, we all know he knows how to do it and, uh, and is ready to correct it. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Not much bigger than two meters. Uh, yeah, I think that's fascinating. What, what dark signs are we going to see in Luke, uh, 10 year old Luke in this series, uh, that made Obi-Wan stay away from him for so long. Interesting thoughts. I mean, we're going to be talking about Obi-Wan a lot over the next coming weeks. But we got some other major Star Wars news this week that Spider-Man No Way Home director John Watts is going to be directing a new Star Wars title. We're going to talk about that more in a second. But first, we want to thank some people who helped us make this episode, starting with Masterclass. Now, with Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best minds anytime, anywhere, at your own pace. You can learn poker from Phil Ivey, learn drumming from Ringo Starr, learn basketball from Steph Curry. With over 100 classes from a range of world-class instructors, that thing you've always wanted to do is closer than you think. Here at New Rockstars, we are huge fans of the writing and filmmaking classes. They've got classes from big directors, writers, actors. They even have classes with both Danny Elfman and Hans Zimmer, too absolute movie score titans the classes from sandman creator neil gaiman on storytelling is great he covers everything from how to discover your writing voice to how to overcome writer's block the classes are really well produced and you can watch them on your computer smart tv or any other device where you stream there are actual projects for you to do so the 
learning is immersive and more active, we highly recommend you check it out. Get unlimited classes to every masterclass. And for the new Rockstars audience, you can get 15% off an annual membership. Just go to masterclass.com slash Wookiee. That's Wookiee with two E's. We also want to thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this episode. Now, we are pretty confident in our theories here on Wookiee Leaks. And confidence can take you pretty far in life and in the bedroom. And that's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can plan ahead or be ready for whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. You sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. So if you could benefit from some extra confidence when it's time to perform, Blue Chew can help. And we've got a special deal for our audience. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code NEWROCKSTARS at checkout. Just pay the $5 in shipping. That's BlueChew.com. Promo code NEWROCKSTARS to receive your first month for free. Visit BlueChew for more details and important safety information. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring the show. And we lastly want to thank Wondery Badlands for sponsoring this episode. Most of us have uh, accepted that celebrities and stars just live by a different set of rules. At times, they even seem to get away with murder, and some literally have. Well, on the Badlands podcast, you can listen to the real-life stories of A-listers whose crimes and career lows are as unbelievable as some of their film's plot twists. This season, they look at Heath Ledger's spiral into darkness in his final days. Ah, I remember that time. Uh, It's a fascinating story. They'll also cover Brittany Murphy's mysterious, unusual death, and Jack Nicholson's proclivity to fits of rage. Time to spill the tea on Jack. Uh, They also get to that fun backstory of America's dad, Tim Allen, the man who played Santa Claus, and how he got his comedy start in a Minnesota prison. The guy tried to fly from a Kalamazoo airport with over a pound and a half of cocaine. What was he thinking? Eh, you know what? Who hasn't? The guy was just trying to get to infinity and beyond in his brain. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what makes you think you can fly from a Kalamazoo airport with a pound and a half of cocaine. A pound and a half of cocaine inside of you. (laughs) That is the confidence that you need (laughs) to be like, I can do this. I can do it. I can do it. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Well, for all that and more, listen to Badlands, a true crime podcast that dives deep into the stories of the famous at their most infamous. This show is that perfect mix of entertainment history and true crime that can scratch both of those itches. If you're fans of that genre, you're going to love Badlands as much as we do. Get new episodes every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts or binge all of season three ad free right now, only on Amazon Music. All right, Tommy, what are we talking about next? Well, Eric, as you teased before, you piqued my interest, and I simply must know, what Star Wars series is John Watts directing? Okay, so this comes from a report from a discussing film that said that John Watts, director of Spider-Man No Way Home, all three of the MCU Spider-Man movies, will be directing at least one episode of the upcoming Star Wars series that apparently is operating under the working title of Grammar Rodeo. Now, John Favreau is reportedly attached to executive produce, uh, this, of course, following John Favreau uh, being the writer and executive producer on both The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett. It's just currently unknown who's going to be writing this new series, uh, but, you know, we're going to find out more as it nears production. And it's currently suggested to start shooting this summer. Um, and uh, the outlet Cinelinks first reported on this series, describing it as Stranger Things in Space, with a story that focuses on a younger generation of heroes during the High Republic era. Now, uh, another series that we know of, The Acolyte, 
uh, is coming to Disney Plus. It's going to be a Star Wars series that's set during the final days of that same period. And the showrunner of The Acolyte is uh, uh, Leslie Headland, who created Russian Doll on Netflix. Um, and uh, it sounds like Amanda Stenberg may be the lead role of The Acolyte. I am super, super pumped yes. for The Acolyte. The show that we're talking about with John Watts, it sounds like it's not going to be The Acolyte. It's going to be a different show. So what do you think this story might be, Tommy? We're talking uh, potentially 100 years even before this, uh, the prequels. I was going to say, you know, this is an era of Star Wars that I have a bit of a blind spot in. So I don't, I mean, younger generation of heroes during the High Republic era, I don't know. I, I feel like it's an opportunity to not be Jedi driven. You know what I mean? I feel like it's something to maybe be more of the, you know, kind of young military expectation. You know what I mean? Like young military mm -hmm, commitment, mm -hmm. like who... Who were who were becoming the the pilots in the High Republic era? You know who who was who was maybe maybe it's a uh, in the in the it's more of a like uh, Top Gun, you know type uh -huh. like finding out. I mean, I know we did we were supposed to get an X Wing show, right? Wasn't that originally promised? And then yes, uh, Patty Jenkins is doing Rogue Squadron movie that just got pushed to who knows when, and there was going to be Rangers of the New Republic, the Cara Dune spinoff that uh, I think has been discontinued. That has been discontinued suspended. due to poor comments on Instagram. Uh, I uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Eric. I got to be honest with you. I would love for this to be if this is a more like not that Str Stranger Things is certainly not. A, I think Stranger Things one of the things that people that don't watch it confuse it for is they think it's a kid show, and it is most definitely right. not a children's show. It is a show featuring child actors that deals with like murder and you know and monsters and very scary scary themes. Yeah. I would love if it was a group of young, uh, you know, children in the High Republic dealing with like like dangerous aliens and nefarious forces, you know, against uh, a group of adults that are kind of like, oh come on, that's a legend, that's a myth. Maybe you know, maybe it's a Sith. Maybe they maybe they're being taunted by like a Sith Lord who's like you know, chasing them around and, and like, like see us a threat in one of them or something like that, you know? Maybe it is just a direct one-to-one -one Stranger Things ripoff, but I, not ripoff, or we'll say tribute. Yeah, it's so hard to know what they mean by Stranger Things set in the Star Wars universe. Are they are they referring to the the, the Goonies E.T. aspect of Stranger Things? Are they referring to uh, Eleven discovering her powers? Like, that to me is kind of it. Like, I want to see the Jedi as, like, the bad guys in the early days where they're going around just, like, recruiting kids into their cult. Yeah, just taking children. So maybe you, Pied Piper. Yeah, you just see, like, some outer rim world where just, like, kids are, like... Uh, some Jedi is like a runaway, you know, yeah. some young Padawan gets away from the Jedi forces and comes back yeah. and she's like, whoa, these people are crazy. They yeah. are nuts. They don't let you have attachment to anything. Yeah, right, right, right. So imagine there's like an 11 type figure who has these yeah. powers uh, yeah. who has to escape from that cult and, and yeah. rediscover friendship and connection. To me, that sounds like a, a fun area to explore. Yeah, and that seems uh, like something John like, Watts would pick up on. You know, like he did a pretty good job of capturing Peter Parker's like struggling with the cult of like fame and personality as Spider-Man, and like you know even just the little things in the last movie where it was like I'm the most famous person on earth and I'm still broke or something like you know yeah. lines like that. Like right, I think right, right. he has a good understanding of of like the high high stakes or high expectations versus the the, the true reality of someone. So yeah. Yeah, I, and I think, like, you know, when I hear this, I'm like, I'd love to see more of the history of the Mandalorian Jedi War. I, I, I don't need, I don't know if we need to see more T-Visor helmets, yeah. you know, in live action. We already have plenty of that going on yeah. on Mandalorian. Yeah. We have our favorite person who's that. Yes. Um, but I, I, I just wonder if, like, 
Yeah, there is this era where we we can explore back in the Acolyte era. Um, and, uh, you know, there was that one line in Boba Fett where Danny Trejo mentioned the Witches of Dathomir. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I want that to be explored on the Acolyte. I think that could be a, a great place where the Acolyte um, is is grounded, you know. Uh, the, the Planet of Dathomir, the Rancor Herders, all of those witches. Uh, but if not that show, maybe this could be where this new John Watts series is set in, you know. I, I think we do need to explore some of this old Legends uh, material as Star Wars canon, and that would be where I want to see next. Absolutely. Time to make it mainstream, baby. Yeah, but I mean, shooting this summer, we're going to learn what the title of this series is very soon, if, uh, if it's shooting this summer. Yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah, so that's very, very exciting. Uh, well, uh, we'll tell you more about it as we learn more about it, and uh, in the weeks ahead, I mean, we, we got a long time. Hopefully we'll have an Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer soon, and then we'll, we'll spend these weeks ahead talking about that, and everything new we learn about Star Wars, you can find us every week here on New Rockstars on Wookiee Leaks. So follow me at EA Boss, follow Tommy at Tommy Bechtold, follow New Rockstars, subscribe to Wookiee Leaks wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for watching, and goodbye, goodbye then. Goodbye then. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. I love it. <laughs>